when we talk with Hamas officials, they've become increasingly frustrated throughout the war as I continue to question them over the phone and over text message about what they did on October 7th. They have gone as far to blatantly lie when presented with evidence because they simply don't want to tell the truth about what took place here. Wait a minute. Terrorists who murder, mutilate, massacre, kidnap, rape, and hold hostage can't be relied upon to tell the truth? Oh, what a world it is. Joe Biden is uh, very apologetic, though, that he didn't just take Hamas at their word when they said how many poor innocent terrorists were brutally killed in a surprise attack by Israel. If we had a media, you know, legitimate news media in the United States, I wonder what they would do. That was uh, Fox News reporter Trey Yinkst reporting from Israel on the mayhem there. Welcome back. I have a great many things for you. Uh, One of the founders of Black Lives Matter is uh, coming out in support of, well, you're never going to guess, for President of the United States. We will uh, get to that with you because it's great. There were some ridiculous moments at the White House briefing yesterday. I guess that's not particularly unusual, but we grabbed a couple of them for you. We have a cabinet secretary who is uh, not a historian, I think it would be fair to say, course, who is? Remember, Michael Beschloss used to be a historian. Now he's a crazy person. Whatever happened to him? Completely nuts. But uh, I want to share with you some of the reporting from Fox News reporter Trey Yingston in Israel. And uh, of course, we've got the mayor of Washington, D.C. fixing the weather in Dubai, going to Dubai to talk about the climate. Oh, and we have, uh, I love her, Greta von Funberg, you know, Greta Thunberg, She is also obsessed with the climate. She was brainwashed as a child. She's, uh, you know, what was it that Lenin said? Give me a child for 10 years and uh, y'all have a Bolshevik for life. And that's pretty much what happened to this dim-witted person uh, who uh, is some kind of a child prophet for the global left when it comes to the weather, which is kooky. Weather is kooky, isn't it? Sure, sure. So Greta Thunberg, where is she today? She's out uh, calling for the genocide of the Jewish people, which is kind of weird, protesting in Sweden at the Israeli embassy because she's anti-Israel, ipso facto, pro-Hamas, which is a radical Islamic terrorist group. Do you have that? Uh, Because we we should probably just get to that, and then I want to get to more stuff about Hamas and their barbarity, all of that. But here is the... Uh, You know, she's uh, the age of majority now. She's not a child anymore. She's now an adult. You know, they use, what was his name, David Hogg, another child prophet of banning guns and and all of this uh, stuff. Because the Democrats, they're the left. They are the left. And the left is coming for your rights. The left is coming for your rights. They are here to take from you because... They're not liberals. They're the left. And uh, actually, it brings to mind a, a fun thing. It was, uh, it was my pal, my pal, Michael Palka, that sent this out today. And I went and, I went and looked it up uh, because it's pretty wacky. But uh, Joseph Stalin, you know him. He's one of uh, history's 
most prolific mass murderers. And Joseph Stalin had kind of an amazing saying that applies today because, you know, Democrats. And uh, I want to share that with you because, because the Democrats are a lot like Stalin. You couldn't have said that maybe 20 years ago, but today they keep, they're not edging, they're galloping towards Stalin land and Putin land. Putin holding uh, the American hostage that he seized for longer. They announced yesterday, oh yes, you're a reporter, we are going to hold the reporter for longer. Now Gershkovich will stay in Russian custody, in prison, because that's what we do with our political enemies. And we gin up charges, which is what we see happening all over the United States now because of the left. But they don't put the real criminals in jail. The rioters, the looters, the carjackers, the people shooting everybody. But here's what Joseph Stalin said. He said, ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. Why should we let them have ideas? Wow. And Michael Pelka sent that out today. I said, oh, that's a good one. That's a good Stalin quote. And I went and looked it up, um, uh, multiple sources, and sure enough, ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. The Democrats here in the United States are trying to ban the Second Amendment because they want to make sure that only the state has guns because they're not liberals, they're the left. Why should we let them have ideas? This is uh, college campuses controlling Twitter, why they're so furious that Elon Musk took over Twitter. That was them controlling ideas. Facebook, the FBI, you know, the merger of state and corporate power. And that's the Democrat Party and their information oligarchs uh, controlling not just the narrative, but thoughts. It's very Orwellian, the Democrat Party is that entity. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah, and Russia, a Russian court, it's a fake court, it's a kangaroo court, extends detention of Wall Street Journal reporter Gershkovich until the end of January. Till the end of January, because, you know, they can. And this is, and then Joe Biden will give him billions of dollars and let Russian spies go back to Russia because he's a jellyfish and his brain doesn't work as designed. His brain, she's a broke. She's a no good, that brain of his. That's uh, that's it. In the meantime, we've got a train load of illegal aliens headed north in Mexico toward our border. And uh, what's Joe Biden doing about it? He ain't doing nothing. That's what he's doing. Uh, speaking of Joe Biden, before I get back to Trey Yanks, I do want to share this with you because it's kind of funny, kind of sad, as is so often the case these days. The, um, the White House... You may recall last year it was uh, kind of a big story. At least it was here. The Washington Post didn't cover it. The New York Times didn't cover it. CNN didn't cover it because they're not in the news business. But at the White House last year, they hanged Christmas stockings in front of a fireplace in the White House. And uh, the, the stockings, the Christmas stockings, had the names of all of Joe Biden's grandchildren. So the media told us, but that was a lie because they lie all the time because they're propaganda outlets for the Democrat Party and all that stuff. I got four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. And how many he's actually got seven grandkids, right? Yeah. I know how many grandkids he has, and he doesn't. And that's what he said last year. And uh, also, I think he had four kids, 
Now he has three, and that and that what happened with that. So he got the number of kids he has wrong. He got the number of grandkids he has wrong. And you remember Dr. Jill Biden? She got it wrong too. She uh, got the number of grandkids wrong. My name is Jill, and this is my husband Joe. And uh, your children may not know, but we have three children, and we have six grandchildren. She was right about the number of children, three, not four, uh, because Bo Biden had passed away. And uh, then six, she says six or seven. Uh, she said six, but they really have seven. It's hard to keep track because they've screwed it up so many times. And the, uh, the Christmas stockings, the Christmas decor at the White House last year, had the stockings for most of the grandchildren, but left out Navy Joan Roberts, who is the child now, how old, like six years old, of London Roberts, an exotic dancer from a gentleman's club in Washington, D.C., who was impregnated by the son of the president of the United States, then vice president of the United States. And, um, and they have not acknowledged that child. Now, Here's the, uh, here's the update for this year. The White House is opting to ditch the annual Christmas tradition of hanging Christmas stockings for President Biden's grandchildren, a move that allows the White House to avoid devoting a decoration for the president's seventh grandchild, who he only recently acknowledged for the first time. In a ceremony Monday, yesterday afternoon, First Lady Jill Biden unveiled the White House's 2023 Christmas decorations. Remember how they attacked Melania Trump for her Christmas decorations, which were beautiful and wonderful, and the media smeared her and attacked her and never did a magazine cover or talked about her arms? Of course, she doesn't have Larry Holmes' arms, so you can see why. Which included various themed trees, rooms, and displays. However... In a departure from 2021 and 2022 and the White House displays, the fireplace in the White House State Dining Room was decorated without any stockings and instead with garland and toy soldier robots, which is in our immediate future as well. The New York Post first reported, and the Washington Post did not, and the New York Times did not, and CNN did not because they're fluffers. And they are not news organizations. So this is uh, this is quite remarkable. The 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 Democrats they you know they pretend to be this and they pretend to be that. You know the party of family. They're not the party of family. Everybody knows that. But I was going back and forth with uh, my great friend and great radio talk show host Vince Colonnese, and he said Vince said you know the Biden family stockings are a textbook example of equity. It's equity, and it's socialism, too. It really is. They don't uplift the kid who was left behind. They just crush the kids who already made it. That's a pretty good summation of what we're talking about here, too, from Vince Colonnese, an astute observation. It's, It's correct. This is socialism. Last year and the year before, they left off their seventh grandchild because they don't want to acknowledge the seventh grandchild because... The child is a bastard child, an illegitimate child. And instead of acknowledging the child, which would be the appropriate thing to do, Navy Joan Roberts, they now don't acknowledge any of the children. So now you know, it's like the opposite of no child left behind, right? It's 
every child left behind. Last year and the year before, it was one child left behind. Now, instead of having to face the embarrassment again, they had the stockings because they're in a box from last year like they are at your house, right? And they were decorating the White House. And they said, well, what are we going to do? Some right-wing media, none of the left-wing radical uh, uh, corrupt media, reported last year that we left out Navy Joan Roberts. And uh, if we do it again this year, then somebody in talk radio is going to mention it. And they have very thin skin. They're, uh, since Obama, the party's been very, very thin-skinned. And uh, so instead of just leaving out Navy Joan Roberts, as they have a family tradition of doing, they're leaving out all the grandchildren this year which is, as Vince said, correct, is equity. Now, uh, you know, the equality thing here is if you're going to leave out one, you leave out everybody. So that's what they've done. It's the opposite of what should be done. The lack of humanity is uh, stark. So the decision to forego stockings for the Biden's grandchildren comes four months after Biden first acknowledged his seventh grandchild, Navy Joan Roberts, for the first time in July. Navy, who is five years old, is the daughter of Biden's son, Hunter, and ex-stripper, London Roberts, who seems honestly like a very nice person. Now, the news media, if this were the Trump family, every household would know London Roberts and every household would know Navy Joan Roberts because she'd be on, on TV at least once a week on major network television programs because you know, Democrats. That's the thing. So that's what they did um, in the Biden White House. Our son, Hunter, and Navy's mother, London, are working together to foster a relationship. This is uh, a big lie. Uh, Biden said in a statement to Fox News Digital, because the New York Times didn't ask for a statement on it. Extraordinary. Yeah, so that this is a good demonstration of equity and of socialism. It's not about lifting up the one child left behind. And that's that's their their Christmas theme is one child left behind. But now you just leave everyone behind because that's what socialism does. It does not lift up, it drags down. It's the crab barrel and it's the Democratic Party. I left somebody out, didn't I? Anyway, Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, Finn, Finn dropped off the line. Finn was hanging in there. He's a contractor, runs a, a home renovation place, and he said that his employees in the district have been uh, mugged and and carjacked and, uh, you know, D.C. because Democrats. Am I right? Yes, I am. Let's, uh, let's go. Also, I want to get to 
today, Black Lives Matter leader who's uh, had his eyes opened. And the front page story in the Washington Times, disappointed black voters pull support, imperil Biden re-election. I mean, you're black, you vote for Biden. That makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, Let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Peter calling from McLean, Virginia. Peter, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Good to speak with you again. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I'll try to pull all this together for you. Uh, You know, a little bit of history lesson. I remember when Trump was in the White House, the current mayor painted Black Lives Matter down the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue in efforts to bring the community together in the face of a politically uh, preferential virus. Uh When you protested in favor of the virus, you know, you didn't get it. Um, (laughs) But and and now Trump's gone. Uh, Crime is up, but we still have the mayor. So. Um, it's, a, yeah. it's an interesting uh, confluence of events. But going further back in history, the reason I wanted to talk to you was uh, if you go back to – first of all, Israel is fighting to maintain the Muslim middle, right? Not all Muslims not all are, are, are in favor of terrorism. But if you go back to the Crusades, it started because Islamic leaders in the Middle East were taking over previously Christian territory, taking hostages, raping, killing, and making slaves of people. So they launched the Crusades. America's third president, I think the third or fourth president, Thomas Jefferson, started the early Marine Corps, sent him across the shores of Tripoli because American merchant marine sailors were being taken hostage in the Middle East. And so he had to go get them back. Uh, Jimmy Carter was held in the United States, was held hostage for 450 days, not so ironically by Iran, because Mm -hmm. of taking hostages. Mm -hmm. If we allow this to continue as a tool of statecraft, it will be expanded, and the, the radicals will be in charge across the world. And that, more than anything, is the reason that Israel must prevail in this fight. And they have got to kill everybody in Hamas that had anything to do with this, such that the Islamic world comes to understand this is not a valid tool of statecraft. It is similar to the piracy in the Caribbean, right? The pirates would put up a black flag, and they'd say, no quarter given, none expected. When you go in, rape, murder, and kidnap 1,400 people, y- you cannot retroactively appeal to the Geneva Convention because yeah. you have just trashed it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, very, very well said. You should uh, be a professor somewhere. Uh, technically, it was 444 days in Iran not to pick nits. There is uh, kind of a big political story uh, popping this morning. A uh, political network associated with billionaire Charles Koch. Charles Koch, you know, the Koch brothers. He's one of the remaining Koch brothers. Backing Nikki Haley for president of the United States. The Koch brothers, the Koch money. It's not like, you know, uh, Hunter Biden's Koch money. It's a different spelling altogether. Influential Koch Network backs Nikki Haley in GOP presidential primary. The Influential Network, associated with billionaire Charles Koch, will throw its money and influence behind former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley in the Republican presidential primary. The group announced on Tuesday, that's today, this morning, the decision could dramatically reshape the Republican field roughly seven weeks before the Iowa caucuses as Americans for Prosperity Action. It's Americans for Prosperity and their action wing. Americans for Prosperity Action deploys its vast resources and standing army 
of conservative activists on behalf of the former South Carolina governor. The endorsement marks the latest sign that powerful Republican donors are coalescing behind the candidacy of the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. I'm not sure that's true. I think that's an overstatement. She has seen prominent figures join her campaign in recent weeks, particularly after South Carolina Senator Tim Scott exited the race. Now, uh, earlier this year, AFP Action, Americans for Prosperity Action, a political arm of Koch's network, pledged to back a single contender in the GOP presidential primary for the first time in its history. And it made clear that it would bypass former President Donald Trump in its quest to find uh, what Emily Seidel, a uh, top AFP official, called a president, quote, who represents a new chapter, end quote. So uh, that is something that political people are paying very close attention to. It means money and organization, but I I just don't know if Nikki Haley's got the, uh, you know, what it takes. Now, uh, there are polls showing that she would beat Joe Biden in a one-on-one, and uh, that would be good. I think Michael Piercy might beat Joe Biden in a one-on-one. We haven't polled that, but I think it might be the case. Now, politics, politics, politics goes uh, right to the palace. The... um, the crazy people are on the loose everywhere. And, um, you know, we were going to talk about uh, Israel and the uh, thing. But you know what I'd like to, I'd like to, since we just went into politics there, let me go to, let me go to Black Lives Matter because this is kind of interesting, kind of interesting. And the front page of the Washington Times, we have many good newspapers in Washington, D.C. The Washington Times, the Washington Examiner, the Washington Free Beacon. And then there's the Washington Post, which is garbage. It's just garbage. The front page of the Washington Times today, above the fold slightly, disappointed black voters pull support, comma, imperil Biden re-election. Now, this is something that the New York Times was on the other day as well, and they're a Democrat Party front group, as everybody knows, uh, and they were very concerned about the black votes, in particular black male voters. Uh, and uh, that, you know, that's got the Democrats all riled up, too. The, the headline today in the New York Times are black voters leaving Democrats behind. That's, uh, and uh, from a couple of weeks ago now, as black voters drift to Trump, Biden allies, and that uh, includes the New York Times, Biden allies say they have work to do. They've got a lot of work to do because they're terrible at everything they do. They're terrible at leading. They're, they're just terrible at uh, politics. They have work to do. So uh, started singing the song in my head. Got work to do. But let's go uh, because the disappointed black voters pull support imperil Biden re-election from Jeff Murdoch as the journalist at The Washington Times, a real newspaper. Black voters say President Biden has abandoned his pledge to always have their backs. He meant to stab them. That's what he was talking about there. And are threatening to withhold their support in 2024. And some are even drifting toward former President Donald Trump. The lack of enthusiasm among among black voters could prove fatal 
to Mr. Biden's reelection chances. Now, isn't that amazing that they have uh, the Democrat Party, the party of the Confederate States of America, the KKK of Jim Crow, has locked up the black vote. Isn't that amazing? Party of Abraham Lincoln and freedom and liberty and free markets. That's because of in, uh, lost the black vote. That's because of information dominance and academia and corrupt uh, school teachers and unions. They formed the core of Mr. Biden's base in 2020 and a dip in just one or two battleground states, such as Georgia or Michigan. Uh, he's got a problem in Michigan with the jihadi vote, too. The pro-jihad vote, which is pretty big in Michigan. A lot of jihadis in Michigan. Radical Islamists in Michigan. And that's a big Democrat Party stronghold, too. The jihad vote. And that could be a problem in Michigan. Would likely determine the election outcome. Now, that is uh, pretty interesting stuff, and they're, they're very upset. Raleigh Washington, who uh, leads a religious organization aimed at uh, helping the black community, told the Washington Times, I talk with many African Americans who are disappointed in the things Biden is doing. I'd think that'd be fair. He said an awful lot of things about helping African Americans. And sure, and who can believe him? He's the guy who didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. Am I right? Yes, I am. But his actions have not reflected those promises, said Raleigh Washington. And I think that's 100% true. And, and now let me also go to a, one of the founding fathers of Black Lives Matter. In fact, what did we just learn yesterday, Michael, that the city of Washington spent how much money repainting Black Lives Matter Plaza, Black Lives Matter in the middle of 16th Street in front of the White House? $270,000, uh, my taxpayer dollars, Washington, D.C., just spent to repaint the words Black Lives Matter on the street, on 16th Street in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. In the meantime, we're shattering homicide records and carjacking records. If they really believed Black Lives Matter, then... We'd be having a very different discussion, wouldn't we? Yes, we would. Got to get to that dim-witted uh, education secretary, too. He's a pretty funny guy. He doesn't mean to be funny, but uh, he accidentally found himself being funny. So let's go, to, uh, let's go to this Black Lives Matter founder, Mark Fisher, who was on the, uh, the Fox News channel early this morning. And uh, he is one of these people that the Washington Times is talking about today. Black Lives Matter founding father Mark Fisher this morning on the Fox News Channel. I think personally it's the duplicity of the Democrats. Mm. The hypocrisy. Um, we're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We, we understand when someone's for us and when someone is not. And it's obvious that the Democratic Party is not for us. Their policies actually strike at the heart of the black family and the nuclear family. Well, they're very anti-nuclear family. They're pro-nuclear Iran. See, that they want. Nuclear Iran, yes. Nuclear family, no. They're the party of a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle, right? They, uh, they under LBJ and the Great Society, dismantled the nuclear family, in particular in the African-American population. Uh, and now here's Mark Fisher, Black Lives Matter. You know, the brothers aren't stupid. 
we know that uh, the Democrat Party, listen, they've never been <laughs> the party that promoted, supported, did good things for African Americans. They were always the party of slavery, the bullwhip, lynching, the white knights of the KKK, Jim Crow, the soft bigotry of low expectations. They're the Democratic Party. Come on, Mark. Try to keep up. And the brothers aren't stupid, so he's saying that in particular, black men are drifting away from Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. A lot of people are misinformed. They don't really understand because they don't educate themselves on, on Donald Trump as a person and his history. Um, but if they do that, and it's going to take, you know, leaders, educated leaders getting the word out there. Um, I think that it, it'll happen on its own and it'll be organic because um, personally, I love the man. I mean, how could you not like if, if a real man? How could you not relate to someone like that? So now he's a Trump supporter, Black Lives Matter founding father and leader, Mark Fisher. Now, I can assure you that after his appearance this morning at, uh, was it 6 a.m. in the 6 a.m. hour, I can assure you CNN is not calling him to line up an interview with him. MSDNC, ABC News, not sending limousines for Mark Fisher to come in for an interview because his testimony would be antithetical to everything that the Democrat Party, ipso facto, the American news media, is interested in promoting. Aren't they amazing? Very corrupt times in which we're living. Very corrupt times indeed. But good for Mark Fisher. And, you know, I hope the brothers aren't stupid. And, uh, and uh, if the brothers aren't stupid, then they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. And what are the Democrats? They've been lying for so It's been like 170 years of lies and, and fraud perpetrated by the Democrat Party, and they get away with it. Isn't that amazing? Just great. All right. We should get to April Ryan and, and this, because at the White House briefing yesterday with Cringe, as everyone knows her, I think it was her mother that nicknamed her Cringe. Cringe on Pierre, who is the White House spokesmodel. And uh, then April Ryan, who's a radical left-wing activist who got a job as a reporter, but she's not a reporter, doesn't make her a reporter. And I notice now she has Donald Trump-style wavy blonde hair. African-American woman, of course, April Ryan, working for an African-American uh, news outlet. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. Uh, the Grio. And at the White House yesterday, April Ryan, with her Donald Trump wig on, decided to push cringe on the idea that Joe Biden should be having some kind of a summit with, what, on the climate in Dubai or on crime in Washington, D.C.? No, with Stevie Wonder. I had an in-depth conversation with Stevie Wonder last night. Bragging. Sure you did. I love Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Again, for the serious question. Everybody loves Stevie Wonder. I had an in-depth conversation with Stevie Wonder last night. In-depth. Who is asking, requesting okay. a meeting with the president? He's very concerned about the black agenda falling along the wayside and issues like laws of 50 years ago that are now being abolished or gutted to include issues like the Voting Rights Act, what happened in Arkansas last week, uh, affirmative action, Supreme Court, as we've seen it, ban on books, and he's also even brought up issues of the Congo and the lack of information from the White House. Is the White House amenable to sitting down with Stevie Wonder, who has met with presidents um, throughout history, to include Ronald Reagan? He 
was one of the major impetus for getting the holiday for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And also, he was one of those who worked with President Obama in his efforts to become president. Is this president amenable to meeting with Stevie Wonder, who has these concerns? He has these concerns because, you know, uh, he's concerned about books being banned. Uh, you know, it's hard to show him the pages and gender queer that uh, are are the uh, point of contention there. And uh, uh, laws from 50 years ago are being abolished. And what happened in Arkansas last week? Uh, you guys, I got and, and April Ryan is a propagandist. She's a radical. She's an extremist. She's a fanatic. You just got to use all the, the Democrats lay out the words and, and then we all get to use them. It's a lot of fun when they come down. To, and uh, affirmative action. Uh, honestly, the uh, yeah, the Supreme Court. That's the one where we're discriminating against Asian students in poison Ivy League schools, and the Democrats love discrimination. They always have racial discrimination. They love all kinds of racial discrimination. You see, the Evanston High School in Illinois, just north of Chicago, they have classes that are just for Black and Latino students, and. They And on the news articles I read, they talk about how white students aren't allowed. They don't even mention Asian students because they don't need anybody's help. It isn't amazing that Asian students don't need affirmative action. Why is that? Like Hmong tribesmen, the uh, one generation in, no affirmative action. In fact, the left has uh, used affirmative action to discriminate against Asians. And now at Evanston High School, where, by the way, I've had four nieces and nephews uh, go through Evanston High School, uh, and um, now they've got classes that are just for black students and, and Hispanic students. And the teachers all have to be teachers of color. That's T-O-C, teachers of color. Just, uh, just amazing. And that's because Democrats. Am I right? That's because of Democrats. They love racial discrimination. But Stevie Wonder wants to talk about uh, the end of affirmative action. Actually, the case was all about systemic discrimination based on race. I'd like to sit down with Stevie Wonder. We can talk about these things. Oh, I love Stevie Wonder. Yeah, it's because everybody loves Stevie Wonder. Just by the way. They're not doing away with affirmative action. They're doing away with systemic, codified racial discrimination, which the Democrat Party brought to the United States, inflicted upon us, and continued to perpetuate. And I guess we just have to describe the pages in the book Gender Queer pulled off of the grammar school shelves. We can, you know, you can still buy them, Stevie. But uh, someone should tell you what's in them first. Just saying. We're at 888-630-9625. Uh, still having your got to get back to Trey Yinkst reporting out of Israel with some good stuff on, you know, moral issues, another area where the Democrats do not excel. Uh, all right, we'll get back to uh, Middle East chaos and mayhem and actual news reporting, which happens from time to time. But uh, before we do... Let's go to the telephones. Let's talk to Frank calling from Ashburn, Virginia. Frank, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Frank. Uh, thank you for hearing me, and thank you for all your good work and loving America. You betcha. But, uh, I, watch your sh- 
I wa- listen to you in the morning. I watch your show at night. And I just had to fall off the sofa last night. It's like I woke the grandbaby that's staying with us. When you showed the, uh, the clip from President Trump, I think it was an Alabama football game. Yeah. And the crowd was going wild. And, of course, the lib on the program says, well, you know, Trump doesn't really have any support anymore. Something to that effect. Yeah, in South Carolina in, in particular, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in South Carolina. And there you go. I mean, that's why we can't – you can't argue with these people. They refuse to accept reality. They don't, you can't argue with somebody that doesn't deal in reality. That's the whole problem. You could see it, what they do to the transgenderism, the destruction of the family, the desecration of our flag, the support of Hamas. It just goes on and on and on. You can't argue with a sick mind, and that's what we're dealing with, and it's so sad. And a, a kid on there seems nice enough, but, you know, I've heard you, you – know, I know you've heard me pause it before. You've got to get the libs off your show. Your, your show is so great. So, but anyway, thank you, thank you for your work, Chris. It's, it's awesome. Well, that's great, Frank. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, Jason Nichols is the liberal on the show. He's a professor at the University of Maryland, and uh, – Another thing you said last night, we were talking about all the stores being looted and and the tens of billions uh, that uh, businesses have lost to the Democrat Party looters across America. And uh, and he said, well, here's a Bloomberg story that says that all that's been exaggerated, all the looting. I mean, in D.C., we got empty storefronts all over the place, businesses fleeing. I just played audio of two business owners in D.C. talking about that very thing. Um yeah, you know, the, the liberal mind is is another location altogether. Madness. And what we have, $94 billion in stuff looted in 2021. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.